Hello, it's Aiden again with my final podcast. Today, we have a local psychologist to talk with us about service dogs. Service dogs serve a very important purpose and function for many people for a variety of reasons. They help people in a variety of physical, medical, and emotional ways. They are very useful to many people that have problems with stuff in their life, whether that be mental, physical, or emotional problems. They are normally help they're normally used as a way to help people uh just kind of have a better understanding of what's going on. So like if it's a blind person they can help people understand where they're going or if someone is coming or something like that, and if it's an emotional or mental thing, it can help someone maybe calm down if they need if they get frustrated or someone like if they decide to get if they get nervous, then it can help them calm down as well. The service dogs they are used all the time in the world with the most common ones probably being the ones that help blind people. I think that service dogs are very important and are a great way to have a lovable companion that can also be a very useful tool in helping someone live in a normal uh, real world setting. Okay, so I'm back with the psychologist, and I'm going to be interviewing her about some questions that I think are very interesting questions that would provide a lot of information. So the first question I have is, how have you seen a therapy dog help your clients? Well, I've seen therapy dogs that for different types of reasons. I have a client that needs stability and he has a big lab that whenever he is feeling like he's going to fall, he can hold on to his back and it can help stabilize him. I also have a client that has a therapy dog that weighs less than 10 pounds. It's a little Shih Tzu. And her little Shih Tzu goes to school with her and flies on airplanes with her and does lots of different things with her and helps her to have the ability to, I guess, uh, feel that calmness that comes whenever that dog is with her. I also have therapy dogs that can sense when a client is having a seizure and they can smell it on them somehow. And so I have dogs that can sense a fall. And so one in particular that will literally lay down in front of their owner and not move until that owner sets down and they feel like that 
owner can get up and walk and then it will get up off of her feet and sit beside her and she knows that that means that she can continue to move forward. Okay. Uh, next question. Have you, so have you had therapy dogs in your office and what have they done for your clients? Well, yes, I've had a few therapy dogs in my office. Um, obviously the, uh, ones that I talked about, I have had them in my office and they have been there to help with the various activities that need to happen, um, including the falling and the stabilization. Um, the big lab's name is Vance, and he uh, lays down on the floor, and whenever my client is ready to get up, he stands up, and he helps stabilize him, and that's uh, his job. He also picks things up for him, and then I've also had the uh, other dog that is a little shih tzu, and she comes in the office, and her name's not really Killer, but I call her Killer because she's so tiny, and uh, she is super cute and just is there just as something for her mother to pet as we talk about things that are bothering her. And then I've seen a few other dogs as well, but those are the main two that I've had on a consistent basis. Okay. How does how does a dog become a therapy dog? Well, there aren't there aren't really um, any requirements in the state of Missouri to get certified as a therapy dog. Um, basically, the only requirements that they have are that the dog is well behaved in public and interacts with the public well. So, basic training classes are recommended in order to get that to happen. Uh, you don't have to have any official anything, but if you do not have a dog that is able to function in public properly, you can be asked to leave. You can get things online that certify your dog and you can get a, it's almost like a license like a driver's license for it. And it says that it is a registered therapy dog. And so the main thing really is just that it is able to behave in public and to interact with situations that might occur in public in an appropriate way. Okay. And how do you think having a therapy dog makes your client's life better? Well, I, I have a lot of clients that um, have a therapy dog, and it's not necessarily a therapy dog that goes out in public with them, but it's a therapy dog that lives in their apartment with them or their house with them. And there are a lot of apartments that do not allow them to have pets. And so being a therapy dog allows them to be in an apartment um, or a duplex or something like that that generally does not allow pets, but 
if you have a letter from me or another therapist or something equal to that, be it a physician or whatever, um, you can actually then have the dog in your house and generally that will waive any kind of pet fees or monthly pet payments that you have to pay to be a part of that complex or duplex or whatever the case may be. Um, there are restrictions and legislation that allow that to happen, even if that is not something that is normal for wherever you are renting. Okay. Uh, I have a couple more questions for you. Um, so normally when you have clients, uh, before they get a therapy dog, like, do you see a big difference in when they get the therapy dog? Generally, yes. Um, animals have a way of enhancing people's lives. They have a way of calming things down. Um, a lot of that is very sensory oriented because whenever you pet an animal, it is very tactile and it is a very much a sensory thing. There is also a sense of comfort and well-being. I've had clients that have dogs that they trust to protect them if anybody were to come around. And so for PTSD or things that could, like they're concerned about potentially being a problem, such as an ex or somebody harming them, things like that. It's uh, very, very beneficial for them because they feel a sense of safety and it's very important to feel safe. And so these dogs not only provide a sense of safety, but they also provide a calming, tactile way to decrease their anxiety level because they're they're feeling their fur and they're getting the weight of them, maybe laying across their legs or things like that. And that really can be extremely helpful. Uh, okay. One last question. Uh, how, so is there like, if the dog is acting up in public or anything, is there a way that it can be removed from being a therapy dog? Um, it's not necessarily removed from being a therapy dog, but it might be removed from the establishment. And so they absolutely can ask a dog to leave an establishment. So for instance, if you're in Walmart and your dog starts acting up, the manager can come and they can act, they can ask you to leave. And it doesn't matter if you have a therapy certification or not you will still have to leave because it's acting up and being harmful and disruptive to the environment. 
So that's why it's really, really important to make sure the dogs are well trained on all of those types of things. Okay. Well, I would just like to say that I think this was a very informative interview and that, and thank you for coming. Okay, well, thank you once again for joining us, and thank you for this great interview that was a very, hopefully, a very informative interview. And if any of you guys listening out there feel the need that a therapy dog would be a very big help in your life, and not just because you want to have your dog on a plane, as cool as that sounds, but if you actually feel that you need a therapy dog, definitely go ahead and look at that, because from what I can tell, they are a very big help, and also their dogs, so it's going to be a great time, and a very big help, hopefully, if you really need it, and, uh, <clears throat> well, this, this will be the end of my three-episode podcast, uh, Hopefully you enjoyed the dog show. I know that I had an interesting time researching and finding out all these facts and getting to talk with you guys about all of it. Um, I hope that you guys can remember and think about some of these stuff, especially in the last episode. If you decide that you want to get a dog, that you can just remember all the stuff that goes into it, but also... Remember how good of a how good of a family member they make and how good of a best friend you, they will be. So, uh, what I really want to say is thank you all for listening to my podcasts, and I really hope that you guys enjoy. If you don't have one, enjoy your new best friend because how could you not get a dog? They're amazing. And if you do have one, I hope that you appreciate just how amazing that they are. And you show them how much love and affection that they really deserve. Bye.